This is a Ward Scott Files advisory. The Ward Scott Files podcast may contain material not suited for people who are easily offended. Trust us on this. This show contains adult information and opinions. Please protect small children, sensitive pets, fragile houseplants, and liberal relatives. Thank you. Warthog. He's going to come up the steps. Here he comes. Oh my goodness, and he's huge. Hello, boy. I wonder if we can pet him. Hi, boy. Can we touch him? No, don't. <laughs> Help me! Help! Help! And now, it's time for Coach Hogg's Locker Room.
Although the owner of Lewis Oil Company maintains she is 29, Lewis Oil turns 60 years old in June. Chevron would like to recognize the North Florida second-generation family-owned business, celebrating its growth and staying power. Lewis Oil Company maintains significant on-hand supplies, strategically located fuel depots, a delivery fleet, on-site service, fuel card locks, and convenience stores. Lewis Oil Company understands its responsibility in the local economy by providing service and delivery on demand and in crisis. As a first responder for 18 Florida counties and the southeast from Texas to Virginia, we are proud of this rare accomplishment. Lewis Oil delivers. This is Ward Scott, and I want to thank all our sponsors who keep the show going and pay the bills. The Ward Scott Files premium sponsors are Crime Prevention Security Systems, large enough to serve you, small enough to care. Melvin Law, the only official injury partner of the Florida Gators. The Ward Scott Files Gold sponsors are Maurice T. McDaniel, Shoot GTR, On the Spot Dry Cleaners, RR Construction, and Style Cuts. If you are interested in promoting your business on the show, you can visit our website, www.wardscottfiles.com, and click on the Advertise Here banner on the right side of the page or call my friend Freddie at 352-284-3733. Again, thank you to all the great businesses that support the Wardscott Files. And remember, if you like the show, thank our sponsors and support the businesses that support us. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. May God have mercy on your soul. Or that very much surprises me that you've never been tased. You can't handle the truth! All bees poop. A warthog. He's gonna come up the steps. Here he comes. Oh my goodness, and he's huge. Hello, boy. I wonder if we can pet him. Hi, boy. Can we touch him? No, don't. Help me! Help! Help! Now for the weather brought to you by Lewis Oil. Although the owner of Lewis Oil Company maintains she is 29, Lewis Oil turns 60 years old in June. Chevron would like to recognize the North Florida second-generation family-owned business, celebrating its growth and staying power. Lewis Oil Company maintains significant on-hand supplies, strategically located fuel depots, a delivery fleet, on-site service, fuel card locks, and convenience stores. Lewis Oil Company understands its responsibility in the local economy by providing service and delivery on on demand and in crisis. As a first responder for 18 Florida counties and the southeast from Texas to Virginia, we are proud of this rare accomplishment. Lewis Oil delivers. This is Ward Scott, and I want to thank all our sponsors who keep the show going and pay the bills. The Ward Scott Files premium sponsors are Crime Prevention Security Systems, large enough to serve you, small enough to care. Melvin Law, the only official injury partner of the Florida Gators. The Ward Scott Files Gold sponsors are Maurice T. McDaniel, Shoot GTR, On the Spot Dry Cleaners, RR Construction, and Style Cuts. If you are interested in promoting your business on the show, you can visit our website, www.wardscottfiles.com and click on the Advertise Here banner on the right side of the page or call my friend Freddie at 352-284-3733. Again, thank you to all the great businesses that support the Ward Scott Files. And remember, if you like the show, thank our sponsors and support the businesses that support us. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. May God have mercy on your soul. Or that very much surprises me that you've never been tased. You can't handle the truth! All bees poop. A warthog. 
He's going to come up the steps. Here he comes. Oh my goodness, and he's huge. Hello, boy. I wonder if we can pet him. Hi, boy. Can we touch him? No, don't. Help me! Help! Help! Now for the weather brought to you by Lewis Oil. I wrote back, check and tell me on chat if you're getting sound. Now I see a couple of you saying we're getting no sound. Um, I'll have to figure out a minute if you are or not. And now uh, let's see. Got a new production person learning the ropes, I guess, here. So um, we'll try to do the best we can. I think we have sound. Hopefully we have sound. I have no way of knowing unless you, you uh, comment to me. So uh, do we have sound? Okay. Production says we have sound. Good enough. Well, I titled the show today, um, Left, Right, Left, Right. And I got to tell you why I did that. <clears throat> In the news today here locally, there's all this business about, um, what yet again, a, uh, police behavior with an apprehending a, uh, a person who was, uh, not complying, basically. I'm not going to go into the details of that particular episode with you, but it's um, one that has roused up the typical kinds of complaints about uh, police heavy handedness and uh, all those sort of things. And it's really the same old saw, the same old story. As I say, I sit on the board of, of uh, Crime Stoppers. We hear this story repeatedly. It's um, Unfortunately, it's most of the time uh, it's a black uh, individual who is uh, somehow running from the law or is carrying a weapon who is um, a convicted felon and has a weapon and all the above. And it gets to be so familiar on Crime Stoppers board that you can practically close your eyes and see what the crime has been and and also you can see that the crime has been committed before and that probably if you look at the pattern as i was just talking a moment ago about the uh, buholtz uh, math coach teaching his kids to see patterns from patterns you predict results and you can calculate results and generally we see these things and uh, thank you ken um and so we are um predicting as we hear these episodes come before us and bear in mind as Crime Stopper board members, we're determining what um, financial, um, how much to award to the tipster. Uh, and it always involves the danger to this tipster in, in uh, tipping off the criminal. And that's sort of the way and the behavior of the criminal and the danger of the criminal as to how much we reward in the tip. But there's nothing new. It's always it's always the same. It's um, it's kind of um, an old saw, as you say. And you wonder, wonder, wonder when are people going to take responsibility for their own actions? When is the society going to really stop this pursuit of social justice as if there's something that the society caused? the individual to do rather than the character of the individual. Now, you know that um, uh, one of my favorite writers is Jason Riley in the Wall Street Journal. And Jason Riley has written about this yet again. He writes about it um, quite often and very, very well. And this makes me think of the context into which this situation here happened over the weekend. If you're not familiar with it, uh, the suspect ran, uh, ran into the woods. Uh, you almost never go into the woods. Uh, you think these guys don't want to go into the schoolhouse with a ineffective sniper in there. Well, you don't want to go into um, the woods where you don't know where the bad guy is and what he's got on him. So you send the dog in. And this has been going on Forever and ever and ever. Dogs have saved so many police lives that you could, you'll run out of fingers and toes. But for the critics uh, of this behavior 
Um, th this is once again uh, 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 what Jason Riley calls uh, racial bias. They, the critics call it racial bias. And, um, uh, but really, when you look at it, it reflects the higher violent crime rates among blacks and all other racial and ethnic groups, to some, ex uh, to some extent Hispanics, but primarily blacks. And men are also, also more often stopped than women. So I suppose, Riley says, you could call this sexism. But in the big cities, such as Philadelphia, Chicago, St. Louis, Baltimore, where the violent crime is highly concentrated. And by the way, it is coming here bigger and bigger and more and more every day. We um, have just a small sliver of the city that is responsible for predominantly most of the crime. Uh, but the social justice activists uh, want to play this down. Uh, they want to uh, say that there's racial bias and what it's resulted in, and maybe the point I'm bringing this up, why I'm bringing this up now, is maybe there's going to be pushback is uh, when, for example, Riley says, that Mayor Nut Michael Nutter was mayor of Philadelphia from 2008 to 2016, he supported stop and frisk. Now, when this kid <clears throat> rolled through a stop sign, who ended up having the dog gaffed him and him lose an eye, that became, in effect, an indication that one breaking of the law suggested a disrespect for the law. Now, that is a pretty clear instance of suspicion. You don't think so, but it is. But let me put it into perspective. I know a lady, a white lady, who is uh, a teacher who was going into a rough, rough part of town here in Gainesville because of um, the need to see a student and a student's mama. The teacher was driving a Mercedes, an old one, but albeit a Mercedes. The teacher was stopped by GPD, white teacher, female, and when she rolled the window down in compliance with the GPD cop, and I don't know what his race was. She asked the cop, why did you stop me? And the cop said, you didn't look left and you didn't look right and you didn't look left before you traveled through the intersection. So I titled today's show, Left, Right, Left. Now let's go back over the story here. The teacher, whom the cop did not know was a teacher, it was a white female, in a Mercedes, in a neighborhood that was pretty rough, but the teacher, unknown to the cop, was going to see the mama and the student, a little elementary school student at his home. Why do you think the teacher was stopped? The cop never says why, but I'll tell you why. The teacher was white in a black neighborhood, female in a Mercedes. Is this stop and frisk? Yes, I think it's stop and frisk. Is it racial profiling? <clears throat> I don't see how it's racial profiling. Is it sex profiling? I don't see how it's sex profiling. It's automobile profiling. The cop, we think, thinks the teacher who reported this to me a long time ago, and I didn't really know how to use it in Midnight Audio, was there for drugs. 
because the neighborhood is loaded with drugs and these kids shooting each other over drugs. Now the teacher is like Mother Teresa, oblivious to the danger because the teacher is going to see the student personally to try to help the student. So do whom do you blame? I don't blame the cop. I don't want to say to the teacher, you should have never gone in that neighborhood. Because if you say that to the white teacher who was going into the neighborhood to help the black student, hopefully one day build skills to get out of that neighborhood, then the thugs have won. The thugs have won. It's a left, right, left. You didn't look left. You didn't look right. You didn't look left. It's not about left, right, left. It's about what are you doing in this bad neighborhood? About which I can do nothing, apparently. And if I do, I'm going to be criticized. So that's exactly what happened here in this story. But a kid who had a, and then by the way, we've checked him out. He's got a rap sheet. He's convicted felon. I've been told. If there's any other version of that, please let me know. I'll stand corrected. Once again, fitting the same pattern that I see as a board member of Crime Stalkers. I don't know if we stop any crime at all. I don't really think we stop crime. I don't think Crime Stopper makes a dent in, in stopping crime. I think all we do is remunerate with a financial reward to the tipster. We don't stop crime at all. We get woefully, this is the really sad part about it, from my point of view, being a board member, we get woefully few tips. Woefully few tips. You would think their phone would be ringing off the hook. Doesn't ring off the hook. And then you throw in these prosecutors that are woke. And in Philadelphia, um, pressure from the American Civil Liberties Union and other activists made the mayor stop the stop and frisk. And so the number of stops plummeted and the violent crime did what? Spiked. I mean, it's really a very simple set of statistics. It's not, it's not, you don't have to be on Mr. Fraser's Buholtz National Championship math team to figure that out. You don't have to do that. So when the Philadelphia's district attorney, Larry Krasner, came along and began to pride himself on not prosecuting lawmaker, lawbreakers, you, can, you know exactly what happened. The city set an all-time record for homicides in 2021 with 562 deaths. The blacks are only a little more than 40% of the city's population in Philadelphia, but they're about 85% of those who were killed. In addition, we're just looking at Philadelphia. 1,800 people were shot and wounded last year, which might be related to the fact, Jason Riley writes, that more than 60% of the people arrested on gun charges face no penalty and were turned loose. Now here we got a kid in the papers, lost an eye to the dog. He'd been out on the streets. He, this ain't his first rodeo. The things I listen to on Crime Tribe, it's not their first rodeo. 
And you take a look at some of these judges, some of them are good judges, and their hands are tied because of the backload of cases. So the woke judges say, oh, well, we'll just eliminate crime by not dealing with them in this judicial system. And they find different ways to talk about it. Riley says that this district attorney said, we don't have a crisis of lawlessness. We don't have a crisis of crime. Uh, we don't have a crisis of violence. Um, what is he talking about? Well, we have a crisis of, here we go, social imbalance. You know, the kid, the kid can't help it. You know, he, he, he after all, it, it, the grandfather of his grandfather of his grandfather of his grandfather must have been a slave. All that business, you hear it. It's not fair to the kid. Now, if the white teacher had turned around when the cop stopped her for not looking left, right, left, and she didn't, she continued to the home to see the kid, try to help the kid. You would have had the thugs defeating the good guys. And right now, this is all hanging in the balance. So what happens is common sense and rules and uh, um, techniques at work, uh, stop and frisk works. It gets put aside, it gets put aside for social justice, whatever social justice is. I guess social justice is a permissive society that has all sorts of excuses for bad behavior. Everything but who was the mama that taught you to behave this way on out. And there are several ex local examples of women like that right now that we all know in the black community who still refer to their grown children as babies and treat them as such. So there's some discussion right now, and keep your eye on this, whether or not 2022 will be a referendum on crime. Because, and it probably starts with the George Floyd murder. And by the way, I'm not convinced that Chauvin set out to murder Floyd. Murderers set out to murder. But anyway, that is kind of a reference point. In Washington County, Oregon, there's a district attorney named Kevin Barton, and he beat the public defender, Brian Decker, and Decker had rejected mass incarceration and assembly line prosecution. Uh, this is an analysis done in the journal of this very issue we're talking about. So maybe the, maybe the pendulum is swinging. Um, that's in Oregon. And Oregon is a bastion of liberalism. Just a bastion. Um, so there's more going on now in these primaries than maybe you're aware of. Uh, another big test is going to come up this September in Boston. Uh, Biden last year put in a guy, a Suffolk County District Attorney, Rachel Rollins, as a federal prosecutor and installed uh, Governor Charlie Bakey. Governor Charlie Bakey installed this guy, Kevin Hayden, a prosecutor with 25 years of experience. And Hayden is being challenged from the left. And so there's these left, right, Elizabeth Warren has stuck her nose in it. And there's all this social justice crap, if you will, my editorial, that is infiltrating and mudding up the waters on what is indeed a crime surge. I don't, I've been briefed on this by several people in law enforcement here recently. It is a crime surge. It involves a lot more. When you see a young guy with a gun, He's probably, you know, I, I'm not saying this from my opinion. I'm saying it because I've been briefed. 
he's probably, no doubt, is involved with drugs. And he's probably also involved with some form of sex trafficking, exploitation of women, drugs, and gangs. They all go together. And they have hierarchies and they have the young ones. When you see there's a shooting or something, it's not just about territorial acquisition. It's about making rank in the organization by proving to the higher ups that you have the ability to exercise the kind of behavior they need. Ironically, this is exactly what we were pointing out in the Will Fraser story. Will Fraser recognizes in teaching young people that older people, older kids should teach the younger kids because younger kids look up to those older kids. It's no different. It's no different in crime organizations among, among um, kids. They look up to older criminals and the older criminals use them to do the work that will basically be the gauntlet that they have to go through to make rank and to work their way up through the organization. So a shooting is almost a prerequisite for the course. Human nature is basically human nature. Now you follow along, this is the biggest, remember I said there was an action proper and an enveloping action in, 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 in narratives. The action proper is what I just talked to you about. Somebody rolling through a stop sign here and ending up losing an eye to a dog, okay. That's a specific incident. But this is taking place in an enveloping action. And the enveloping action is whether or not the rules are fair and should be applied or whether they're unfair and they've been used to give some advantage and make others have disadvantage. Rasmussen Reports has done a, a study on the Constitution. <clears throat> now, I will bet you can guess the outcome of the study. Let me test my students. Who do you think respects the Constitution, feels it should be interpreted very originally, and who are the ones who feel it's outdated? It's been used to protect a certain group, colonists, if you will, and their descendants. Well, let me read the article and see if it confirms a little bit what you thought. A majority of Republicans, Democrats, and independents view the Constitution at least somewhat favorably. But most, and most of them, by the way, don't know what, but most Democrats believe the Constitution, almost 60%, is rooted in racism. And most Republicans and independents disagree that the Constitution is rooted in racism. Does that surprise you? Does that surprise you? Now, the people who answered the poll were asked if they believe the Constitution is, quote, a sexist document that gives men advantages over women. Seventy-seven percent of the Republicans and 59 percent of the independents disagree with that statement. 64% of the Democrats, however, believe the Constitution is sexist and gives men advantages over women. Now, for those of you who sit around and tell me, I just can't talk to those liberals anymore. I just don't. Well, this is why. <clears throat> this is why. <clears throat> when you bump into somebody who has a different belief from yours, you're not going to get anywhere. You'd have to go back and change the belief. 
Most Democrats believe that the Constitution is sexist and gives men an advantage over women. And most Democrats believe the Constitution should be mostly, here's the, here's the kicker, mostly or completely rewritten. <clears throat> Have you got that in your notebook? Remember, you can use your notes on the exam. Most of President Joe Biden's strongest supporters, most of Biden's supporters are in favor of rewriting the Constitution. Completely. 54% of them completely. Now, the ones who disagree and don't like Biden, 81% of those people disagree with rewriting the Constitution. Boy, does that not clear up a lot of stuff for you? It, it is all right there in that document. <clears throat> it's all right there. Well, listen, I'm going to do a little bit of the weather now because I was discombobulated with our organization today. And I failed to mention the Melton Law with 50 years of experience, uh, the only official law firm partner of the Florida Gators. They won't back down. And crime prevention, which protects us 24-7, cpss.net. And, of course, um, our mugshots, um, Mary Daniels. But I want to do a little bit of the weather now on behalf of Lewis Oil. Uh, the big weather story here now is that we have a huge fire and heat wave in Europe. Uh, there are more than 16,000 people in France that have been evacuated by wildfires in the southwest. These fires have spread into Spain, Croatia, and Greece. In southern Spain, more than 3,200 people have fled fires. Uh, in Portugal, the fires are contained now, but there's been more than 1,000 deaths attributed to the heat in Portugal and Spain. Um, in the Malaga area, where I have been, um, they are really uh, burning up, literally and figuratively. In Morocco, in the west, thousands of firefighters and many water bombing aircraft have been deployed. And of course, those of you who believe in climate change, global warming, this is what you point to as evidence that surely it is here. Uh, the UK, and this is coming from the BBC, by the way, Weather Service, may have the hottest day on record uh, coming right now. And they're expecting 2,000 extra deaths this time around this year attributed to the heat waves. They're not really accustomed to heat the way we are here and uh, have a lot of trouble adjusting. Uh, we can somehow adapt to it. We're a little bit more acclimated to the heat. Uh, so we have a big heat wave. Even climbers in the Alps are postponing their trips due to rock falls that are coming about as a result of the heat. And um, there are people having, of course, in Europe, heat stroke, heat exhaustion, and even drowning as they try to rush to cool off. So in Portugal, fires have destroyed 75,000 acres of land this year, mainly in the north. And it's the worst fire damage uh, they've had in recent time. So uh, Tormelino, where I've been, and Malaga, um, they've been there on the beach seeing smoke rising in the hills. So... Uh, this is the story in Europe. It is a massive heat wave. I'm going to bow. Now we're going to play a tune as we leave that we have a, a, a group of people who are contributing music to us. So I think this one's kind of funny. We'll bow to it and uh, we'll be back soon on the Ward Scott Files. So have a great day. He's a real man, betrayed our people in Afghanistan, left billions in weapons to the Does what they tell him to Cares not one bit about me and you No man, please listen Our nation is wondering How much longer must we deal with you
just as bad The executive branch makes us so sad To boot them out will make us very glad No amount, please get a clue Your family has to live it too Plan. No world man, please take a stand. Don't let them bring.